Welcome to the Heat Observer Podcast, brought to you by the Modoc County Tobacco Policy and Education Program, California Tobacco Control, and the Health Education About Tobacco Coalition, funded by California Prop 56 and Prop 99 tax funds. Good afternoon, everyone. Bill Hall, your program director for tobacco policy and education here. Today, I'm going to explain to you the details of Communities of Excellence needs assessment, which is what we're currently doing right now. What it is, is the state of California would like us to look at the data for our county and determine what our county's needs are as in relationship to tobacco policy and education. For an example, they may want to know how many stores sell tobacco, how many policies that are in our county that prohibit sales to minors, or sales of flavored tobacco, or sales of canned chew. But in the meantime, we have to have supporting data that says there's a need for that. Therefore, that's why it's called a needs assessment. I know this is dry, crazy stuff, but I really think the community needs to understand what it takes to develop a plan that puts us in the direction of having new policies and new educational opportunities when it comes to ending tobacco. Because in the very end of all this, the total outcome of Modoc's health and wellness is the reduction of tobacco use in Modoc County. So let's start off with some of the things that we've done in the past. We've talked to you in the past about how the city of Alturas passed a flavor ban. We've talked in the past about how we put a comprehensive tobacco plan in place, which within that has a 20-foot smoking ban on all entryways and exits. We also have in that plan by the city of Alturas guaranteeing a smoke-free dining, a retailer's license, as well as a signage ordinance through the zoning laws that instead of a tobacco retailer being able to have 33% of their windows covered in advertisements for tobacco products down to just 10%. So we've got a lot of good things like that in place already, but we need to try to get that out through the county. Everything just doesn't happen in Alturas. Remember our county stretches all the way from up there in Newell, all the way over to Fort Midwell, down to Eagleville, Cedarville, Canby, parts of Aden. So we have a big county, a lot of things going on, but for right now, we're going to work on the communities of excellence. So for the furthermore, we're going to call it CX. That's the definition. So in the state of California, they want to do it by changing social norm change. And how they do that is to categorize and do things, uh, awareness raising efforts, audience and adult education, uh, a lot of things. So one of the basic ideas is to raise taxes on tobacco products and designated a portion of those taxes or the revenue for tobacco use and prevention. That's what Prop 99 is. It was a 25 cent tax on your tobacco back in 1988. And now in, in, in 2016, in the, um, I believe that the Prop 56 tax came on board and that gave us a lot of money to work with to uh, use for use and prevention and cessation products. We need to enact laws to protect the public and smokers from exposure to secondhand and thirdhand smoke. 
such as no smoking in bars. That just was not to protect the casual person that came into the bar. It was to protect people that worked there, musicians that played in bars, delivery men that brought the food in and the beer and the whiskey and the wine, the workers in the back that were preparing the meals. That was to protect all workers. It was not a customer-based law. It was a worker's law. 6404.5 is what the law actually is in the state of California sales. Self, uh, excuse me, uh, safety codes. The other thing we'd like to do on the CX project by the state of California is de dedicate funding for smoking cessation services and other tobacco control efforts. It's been too long that we spent too much time just with making policy and making rules and not giving enough money and resources to provide cessation for people. Cessation, if you do not know, is the, is the act of quitting something. So whether it's fudge sickles or beer or whatever, cessation is quitting. So this, this thing is quitting using tobacco and tobacco in all its forms. And the cessation we're talking about is straight tobacco, vaping products, chew, even could be uh, considered marijuana as part of that service. We just got to work to get you to quit using. Because if you quit using, our county becomes a safer and uh, a healthier place to live. And you ask me, well, Bill, you keep saying safer. Well, what happens is, is if you start having minors wanting to uh, to use tobacco, it brings up an unsafe environment for them. You're an adult, you can make those own decisions, but when you're a kid, you're not really up to the task of making your own decisions all the time. Peer pressure is awful. Uh, the, the whole idea is romantic to some. To some, it's a rite of passage. But we really need to work on kids just letting the kids be kids, youth be youth, young adults be young adults, and not have all these distractions such as the vaping and the smoking and things like that. We need to prioritize the enforcement of our tobacco laws. Who's doing the enforcement? Do we have people looking the other way? Do, we have, do you want the teachers to be the bad guys all the time? Do you need parents to step up into enforcement? Do you need our office to have a code enforcement officer where they would do the enforcement? We need to find that out. And that's why we're asking the community through data uh, what we need to be doing. So how do we get that data? Well, the many ways we get that data is through public opinion polls, which we did in the spring of 2018. Uh, we also do community assessment surveys where we go into stores and look at what stores are offering, talking to people. Every time we talk to you at a health fair or the county fair or a day in the park or any of these other places like that, and you're talking to us, you're, you're leading us in the direction of what you want to see. And I would say over a broad period of time, cessation has been one of the areas that we need to step up and offer better services. And we're reaching out to do have services done through faith-based organization, the hospital. Uh, we're not we're not offering it here, but we're getting to the point where our behavioral health specialists will take cessation as part of their training and part of their plan when they're dealing with people. 
Because remember, uh, behavioral health is not just about uh, crazy, crazy people with bipolar disorders like they used to say in the old days. It's about getting people well. You treat that brain just like you treat another injury. And so there's lots of opportunities for people to uh, learn and grow and, and get healed and, and become well through all sorts of different providers. The other thing we'd like to do is advocate and vote for policies which protect, protect children from tobacco exposure, protect our communities from inequities in tobacco marketing practices, and limit the influence of the tobacco industry. We also like to model a tobacco-free lifestyle and social norms to youth and young adults. It's really sad when you go into the areas of, of um, other cities that have certain neighborhoods that maybe the Hispanic community lives in or the Native American community lives in or the black community lives in. Uh, all those communities are being targeted by the tobacco industry heavily because they know those are the communities that can least afford it, but often are the centers of the consumption of a lot of tobacco. Those rates of smoking are way higher than the rest of the state. And if you know, if you could do it in a perfect world, everybody would be treated the same. But it's not right now. Big tobacco is a big reason why that isn't. We have a group and organization called the Loop. Their uh, whole goal is to to is equality among that. And so that's why the signage law went into place. Because you know you can't just plaster menthol cigarette ads all over your business. You watch you watch Hollywood. They produce movies and TV shows, and they always show rundown neighborhoods with all this tobacco advertising, because that's what those kids are faced with. How would you like to walk into every store you go into just to get a water or a banana, if you could even find a banana in, in the liquor store, or a candy bar, or just a donut? And everything that you see as a kid at your level is a tobacco advertisement. That's all they see. Front doors, that's all they see. Makes it look romantic. Makes it look like they're missing out. We know better. We're going to try to get that fixed. So with this assessment, with the Communities of Excellence, we're going to look through all the data. And if we don't have any data, we're going to stop right there and give it a zero. If we have a little bit of data, we're going to give it a one. If we have more than two or three sources of good data, we'll give it a two. If we have a lot of data, we'll give it a three. If we have overwhelming data, we'll give it a four. And if it's beyond the ability to have as any more data that proves that we need to take care of this, we'll give it a five. And once we rate all that stuff, the scores that come in with, uh, with hardly anything, we don't have any data to prove that we should work on that. Maybe that we have no data that we have people selling smokes to minor, but if there's a lot of data that shows that the youth are getting tobacco from adults or youth are getting tobacco by buying it themselves at the stores, we need to work on that. So that's how you learn how to work on something. Uh, down the road, though, some of the things they want us to uh, evaluate are, do we have a lot of complaints about open spaces like boat launches and uh, Doris Reservoir or West Valley Reservoir, if those need to be cleaned up by because people are smoking out there all the time, 
or smoking after hours at the Little League field, smoking on golf courses, smoking in the wilderness, you know, smoking at the park, things like that. But a lot of laws are already in place to take care of that. We just need help with enforcement. So we, we look at those things. Do churches need to have smoke-free campuses? Do the schools need to enforce a smoke-free campus on Friday nights during the football games? Do we need to have a minimum price for tobacco so youth can't afford it? That means a pack of cigarettes minimal could only be like $10. Can't go lower than that. They can't use discounts. They can't use coupons. Do we need to have uh, minimum pack sizes, which means you can't sell single little cigar cigars or cigarillos. You'd have to have a pack of 10. There's all sorts of little tweaks to the laws that you can make to make it very uncomfortable and very hard on youth to get the tobacco. As far as the internet, do we need to in involve the internet and learn how to get regulation to preclude tobacco items being sent to this zip code so that they have to follow our laws. They can't go out, they can't go around us. You know, they, can you go into Climate Falls and buy? Sure. Nevada, sure. But, you know, it, it happens. So you have to work within the laws that you have for your county. Other things that the CX process is going to show us too is how willing people are to uh, accept new roles and social norm changes in tobacco, such as we're not going to allow um, the outer areas of our county to have smoke smoking during the places where they dine on the outside, such as like the, a barbecue place up in Davis Creek or a patio out there in, in Cedarville. Uh, they'll be smoke-free. Uh, the, the, the problem that people think about that is that we're targeting smokers. To some degree we are, but we're really targeting the businesses to help them. Because you have a family coming on their way, started in Oregon somewhere. They're coming through town of Alturas, and they're ready for lunch. And they see these people hanging out in front of these restaurants, just smoking, not really eating. A family person probably is not going to stop there. They're just going to keep driving through and say, hey, we'll just hurry up and get to Susanville. We'll have, have some dinner there or lunch there. So we want to get people to stop and work on that. We're working with the economic development plan to help them see some of these things. Because most of these policies on the surface, yes, are tar targeting tobacco users. But if you look at the deeper into it, it affects the growth of business, the growth of our educational system, the growth and pushing of families to do better and bigger things. It has all that to do. So we've targeted different people throughout the community to work on different areas. We'll bring all that plan together and we'll go through that. In upcoming podcasts, we're going to talk about the smoke-free campus at Monarch Medical Center. We're going to talk about definition changes at the county, outdoor smoke-free dining, uh, retail license, the 20-foot smoking ban, and the flavor ban. We're also going to maybe check in with our health officer, Dr. Rickard, and see what his take is on where we've come from, where we used to be, and where we need to go. Uh, working with other programs is another way to look at things. Michael's going to have good podcasts on things like teamwork makes the dream work. We're going to talk about putting some teeth in with oral health. Oral health now has a 
been funded by Prop 56 also. So they'll have some ways to look at kids' teeth and look at people and get them not to chew and, and things like that. So we're going to talk about fixing loopholes in school policy. We're going to talk about a lot of things in the upcoming months. We're also going to have two opportunities for every community member to speak their mind on tobacco. And when I say tobacco, we're talking about regular old tobacco, cigarettes, cigars, chew, marijuana, vaping. We're going to talk about all that when it comes to smoking and tobacco. We have two opportunities, community forums, question and answer sessions. We'll let you know on Facebook when those sessions are going to be. And you can just about 10 days before you'll be able to write into us, give us a question. We'll read it on the podcast and hopefully we'll be live at some point during that podcast where you can call us in live right then and there. We're also going to have a unique opportunity uh, to talk about Endgame 2035 and maybe we'll get someone from the state to come on our podcast. Who knows? We're also going to have four sessions and I think these are going to be absolutely great because if you can't tell, uh, fact check Sally, Michael Picot, the media specialist, the guru and host of this podcast, will have a funny opportunity to tell some tobacco stories and current tobacco news with me. And we'll get together. And I tell you what, we got some funny stories coming all the way from when Dandy the Dragon, we had Dandy the Dragon here, to a guy quitting in, in, in a class, uh, just different things. And it'll just be hilarious. So I appreciate the time and effort it took you to think about listening to our podcast, promote it, share it, do whatever you can do. But I hope you learned a little bit about how we're going to form our plan. And if you have any questions, please contact me at 233-6311. Or you can email me at Bill Hall, all lowercase, at co.modoc.com. Dot .ca.us. Dot That's Bill Hall at, at co.modoc.ca.us. And send some questions. I appreciate it and thank you and have a good day. If you have any questions, you can go to our Facebook page and send us a message, or you can click on the podcast link at the end of each episode and leave us a voice message, which may be used in a future episode. As always, Fact Check Sally will have all the links to the information used in this episode on our Facebook page and our website.